everyone. Sorry for the tardiness. Yes, please forgive us. Hope everybody's having a blessed day today so far. Again, sorry we're about 10 or so minutes behind schedule, but we definitely appreciate all of you that continually bear with us. Well, uh, before we move, proceed any further, um, we'll take just a second to say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you yet again. We can't say thank you enough. We could never say thank you enough. You've been so kind to us, so merciful. Uh, you continue to bless us, Lord. So just thank you for that. We pray, Lord, that we continue to do the things that please you. And if we're not doing things that please you, Lord, we pray that we get on the right path and we start doing the things that please you. Lord, just help us to grow in your word, grow in your will. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. But um, today, we wanted to discuss the heart because the heart is such a tricky thing. Um, a lot of times we feel our heart is leading us to do something, which a lot of times it does lead us to do things. But we wanted to see what the scripture says about if we should do what it is the heart is telling us to do. Um, so, well, we'll move right along. We'll move to uh, Jeremiah, which we already have pulled up. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, and verse 9. Right. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is deceitful above all things. If you want to be deceived, look to the heart. If you want to be fooled on something, follow your heart. Follow your, your own intentions, your own actions. The heart. It is so, the Bible now, the Bible declares, now this is God, this is God's word. God declares that the heart is deceitful and wicked. <laughs> That's saying something. The scripture declares, who can even know it? A lot of times, uh, I was talking to my dad earlier, and we were talking about it. And um, the scripture says, who can know it? Because a lot of times we get, we get put in a situation where we say, uh, if this happened to me, I'm going to do this. Uh, for example... A lot of times you'll be with someone and uh, even even back in, in high school days, middle school days, um, junior high, somebody will come around, you have <laughs> the school bully come around <laughs> and the bully might take your lunch or something. He might, he might take a bag of chips or something you got, whatever the case may be. And... Your friend's sitting there, and he don't say nothing. The Let's say the bully, he's taking a bag of chips. He took your snacks for the day. Your friend's sitting there, he, he, hasn't said it, he hasn't said a word. The man, the bully's got what he wanted. He gone by his business. But now, as soon as he leave, <laughs> your friend said, man, if that had been me, <laughs> I know what I would have done because he wouldn't have did me like that. People say that so much, but in actuality, the Bible said we don't know the who can know the heart. 
Because a lot of times we'll say, if we get put in a situation, this is how we're going to respond. Until we're put in that situation, we don't know what we're going to do. A lot of times, that, that is us. We truly don't know. Um, it's so many situations that God can put us in. And like I said, beforehand, you say, oh, I know how, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, I would never do this. I would never do that. And then when the circumstances, circumstances push us, then we find ourselves doing something we said we would never do. That happens. Now, it's not us doing it, but that happens a lot of times where we see uh, these mass shootings. Literally every time or just about every time that I see a mass shooter, their uh, either childhood friends or family members, relatives, they always say, man, I never thought they would have done that. I never thought they would have done This was the nicest person. Uh, They loved their family. They loved their children. They went to work every day. I just can't, I I don't even believe that was them. The heart is wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? So a lot of times we we look at situations and we say, I know how I would respond, or I know how this person is going to respond. But the Bible says the heart is wicked, and who can know it? So we want to look at, just dive in and focus on the heart today. In one second, I'm going to get my charge Go ahead. Yeah, but a lot of times also we hear people say, "You're you may be questioning what it is that you should do in a particular situation." Let's even take college. You can say, "Well, I don't know what I want to go to college for," and people say, "Oh, just follow your heart." God's going to lead you. Just follow your heart. Now, that's two contradictory statements. They say God is going to lead you, but also follow your heart. Because our heart, in the beginning, when we start out, is not focused on the things that God wants us to be focused on. It's not. So we have God has to shape and mold our heart, shape and mold us into loving the things that he loves. And thinking the way he would like us to think. So the heart is a is a really tricky thing because, man, we hear it all the time. People say, just do do what your heart says. And we're gonna look at that today uh, in the book of Second Samuel. The seventh chapter. And we'll start at verse one. Right, Second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 1. And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies. Now we have King David here. He has triumphed his enemies. God has, has blessed him to be victorious against all of the people that stood before him. Now we know David and Goliath. We, we know about David. David is a very popular name. Uh, so God, is, God has blessed this man to overcome his enemies. So now, after this happened, let's see what David does. 
that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of Sedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. Now, David comes to the preacher, the man of God here, and he says, Look, I'm living in a house of cedar. <laughs> now, that's, good. that's some good wood there. I'm living in a house of cedar. He's got a nice house. But the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. So he's looking at the situation. The ark of God was something in the Old Testament that represented God. Uh, where the ark of God was, blessings were taking place. It, it, the only thing it's showing us is the presence of God was around the ark of God. And today, that is God's spirit. But in the Old Testament, he was showing us a physical thing to, sh to show us something spiritual. And I hope I'm not losing anyone, but, but I can, uh, we can go back to that if I need to. All right, Mill. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. So the ark of God, now it, let's just call it a chest. It was, let's just call it a chest. They had the ark of God in curtains, in uh, what they call a tabernacle or a tent. So David looks at the ark of God and he sits back and he says, man, I have a nice home. I have a cedar home. Cedar is a really is a it's a nice type of wood. It's actually a, a natural and excuse me natural insect repellent. God told them to build their homes out of cedar. Why? Because He wanted to keep the the insects, the bugs, and stuff out of the people's homes. And so David looks at his home. He said, "Man, I got a nice house, but but look at the Ark of God." The ark of God is in a tent. It's in nothing but sheets or a curtain. He said, man, I, I can build or have his people build a house for the ark to dwell in. So he comes to the preacher in verse 3, and the preacher says to King David, go and do all that is in thine heart. We heard that so many times. So many times people say, just do what you feel. Do what's in your heart. God wants you to do that. God wants you to be happy. So many times we hear that same statement. So let's see what happens here. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Now, the word, now God comes to the preacher. He comes to straighten out this situation through the preacher. He didn't go talk to David. He came to the prophet. Go and tell my servant David, thus said the Lord, shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? <laughs> he had given David some bad information. He did not check with God to see if God wanted him to build this house, this temple. He didn't check. He didn't check with God. He just said, "I mean, it looks like it's a good thing to do. I don't see nothing wrong. It's just like today. We have people. The house that David was wanting to build here was nothing but a temple. And so even today, we have people 
they have a desire in their heart. They say, I'm going to start a church. I'm going to start me a church. And other people around look at it and say, oh, that's that's great. That's incredible. That's amazing. God didn't tell them to do that. <laughs> that's not... God didn't tell everyone to do all these things. If he did, <laughs> we wouldn't have all these denominations. But that's not my message. I'm going to try to stick on, on task today. So God tells David, he said, go back. Excuse me. God tells Nathan, he said, go back to David now and ask him, hold on. Are you going to build me a house? All right, Melvin. Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. He said, the ark of God has been residing in a tent this entire time. That's how the ark of God was. So he said, are you going, hold on now, I, don't, I didn't tell you to build me this. Mm-hmm. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, who I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me in house of Cedar? God said, I didn't tell anyone at any time, Why didn't you build me a house made of cedar? He said, I didn't tell anybody that. I did not tell anybody that. So what we're looking at is a lot of times when things come into our heart it does not mean it's God friends we have to go back and check and and actually David he did the right thing here he went to the prophet to check he said look this is what I want to do for God and the prophet actually got in the wrong here but a lot of times people don't even go to the preacher to see if what they want to do is it against God a lot of times that doesn't even happen. But since David came to the prophet, God is going to straighten the situation out. That's why he's talking to the prophet now, telling him, look, I didn't tell you to say that. So now Nathan is going to go back to David and tell him, no, God don't want you to do that. So God says, look, not any time, not at any time have I told anyone to build me a house of cedar. Drop down to uh, verse 12. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with, my, with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. So here he's just telling him, instead of you building me this house, what I'll do is I'll let your son Solomon build me a temple so Solomon was uh, the one that would proceed out of his bow so that's who he's talking about and in verse 13 he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever so he's saying look I'll allow Solomon I'll allow your son to do it but the point here is everything that we feel that we want to do for God does not mean it came from the Lord We'll see that same thing. Uh, let, let's look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20, 20, 21. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. 
Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? See, David, he could have, after Nathan came back to him and told him God said, no, he doesn't want you to do that. David still could have said in his heart, he could have said, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. Because this is what I want to do for God. This is what I want to do for God. And I believe God wants me to do it. No matter what you say, I believe God wants me to do this. Now, he would have done a wonderful work all for nothing. It, it really wouldn't have been a wonderful work, but in the eyes of other people around if you build an extremely nice building people say wow that's incredible that is that that, that beautiful is is beautiful look at how they got the 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 granite countertops look at the trim that they got around the door around the the, the cabinets look at the drop-in sink so many wonderful things that we see that people have done in God's name it's all for nothing because God tells us exactly the way he wants us to do things, but out of our own heart, out of our own lust, we give him a completely different thing. The same, we can go all the way back to Cain and Abel. God told them how to bring him a sacrifice, but Cain, out of his own heart, he decided to do what he wanted to do, and God didn't accept it. And then we see his evil heart slay his brother. Out of his evil heart, he did that. So we see God said, look, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter. Why? Because they are not pure at heart. They didn't do the will of God. They did not do the will of God. Many are going to say, look, we cast out devils in your name. We did this for you. We did this calling on your name. We did many wonderful works. God, I went to school for you. <laughs> God, God, I got this job for you. This is the job I'm working for you, God. God, I donated to this charity for you. So many things we, we do and we stick God's name. God, I'm going to throw this party for you. God, I'm going to go to the, we, <laughs> we got the NFL draft tonight. I know a lot of people are probably tuning in to that draft. Somebody said, God, <laughs> I'm going to go to the NFL for you. This is God's plan. This is God's will. He wants me to go to the NFL. That's what God wants me to do. It's so many things that we say God wants, he wants that for us. When in actuality we're being deceived, our own out of our own heart, we want to do it. Out of our own heart, now, and and I can talk about myself because man, I love playing bad. I still enjoy basketball, but as a younger younger person, I I I was at the gym all the time. All the time. Every time I wasn't in class, all throughout college, when I wasn't in class, I was at the gym playing basketball. 
I, I wanted to go professional. I just wanted to do it. Whether I went overseas, it didn't matter. That's what Tony wanted to do. That wasn't God's plan. God later called me to be a minister. So how in the world? God didn't call me to play basketball. Tony called Tony to play basketball. My own heart was leading me that way. It's so many things that we do, and we just stick God's name on it to take away the reproach. We stick God's name on so many things, but we have, the Bible said, only blessed are the pure at heart, for they shall see God. We, we got to check the condition of our heart. When people just tell us all the time, oh, just follow your heart, somebody's going to get us in trouble. Somebody's going to get us in trouble with God. Because just following your heart is not enough. Because every single person has their own desires, their own life plan. But that doesn't mean that's God's plan for you. That does not mean it. We, we have to search the scriptures. So let's, uh, let's go to... I think I want to go to Psalms. Is that 150? Uh, 51. 51. No, let, let's, uh, let's pick up Jeremiah 17 first. Then I'll go to Psalms. Seventeen and verse five. Or right, Jeremiah chapter seventeen and verse five. Thus saith the Lord: Cursed be the man that trusteth in a man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. He's talking about trusting in your own self or someone else. Not based off scripture, just based off what it is that we want to do. Like I said, if I really want to play basketball, I can find enough people out there that say, oh, man, God wants you to do this. God says, look, God says you can be making millions of dollars. God says you can be so good at basketball. You just got to keep practicing, keep grinding, keep doing what you're doing. I can find somebody out there that's going to say, God said this, God said that, God wants you to do it. <laughs> but in all actuality, like I said, God did not call me to do that. That's not what he called me to do. He didn't tell me to do that. My own fleshly desires wanted to do that. So we put trust, a lot of times we put trust in ourselves. There's a lot of people, they say, I don't trust nobody. I trust in myself only. So many of us, we trust so many things other than God says, whose heart departed from the Lord. We don't trust in the Lord with all thine heart and leaning, leaning not to our own understanding, our own heart. We're leaning, or excuse me, leaning not to our own understanding, leaning on God. We don't lean on him. Because as soon as we hear the scripture, we turn our ears. We turn our head away. We have to learn to trust in the Lord. We have to allow God to purify our hearts. 
verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Whose hope is in the Lord. And in verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. I'm, I'm sorry. Go back. Go back to 8. We can read 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he... When heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The tree is known by the fruits that it bears. When we truly become, when we truly trust in the Lord, you plant it then. You won't be carried about with every wind of doctrine. You won't be troubled as easy as you used to be you won't be thinking man there's no way out god won't be able to help me when we truly trust in the lord now trust is a hard thing because right now you can have it can be your mother i put it this way even if you're married and your spouse steps outside of the marriage and does something that they're not supposed to do that trust is broken in an instant but it took look at how long it takes to build trust up it it takes something to build trust so god has to get us to a place where we truly trust him that is the making for a pure heart so when we truly trust god we'll be as a tree planted we won't be able to be moved. If we can truly trust God, we'll put away our own fleshly desires, our own wicked thoughts, our own wicked ways, and put on righteousness. And in verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things. The heart. It is so wicked and desperately wicked. Who? can know it like I was saying earlier it's so so many times we say this is how we're going to react in a situation and the situation arises, and we still don't do what it was that we wanted to do <laughs> it happens so many times even with myself I say alright this is what I want to do I'm going to I'm, I'm going to control myself and as soon as the, the scenario presents itself I find myself doing what it is I said I didn't want to do. The heart, who can know it? Who can know it? That's why we have to grow in Christ so he can change our heart. Now let's, um, let's go ahead and move to Psalms 51. And we'll start at verse 1. We're, we're, what we're going to see now is David, same David, King David we were just talking about. We're going to see this man crying out for God to work on his heart. For him, <laughs> he want God to perform heart surgery open heart surgery on him he is calling for God to clean him up let's let's see what David says here 
Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Have mercy on all of us, O God. We need it. Forgive our transgressions. Uh huh. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. This man is trying to get his heart right. He said, God, I need you to clean me up from my sins. He is trying to get his heart right. Because David, he's been deceived by his heart just like all of us. Many times he's been deceived by his own heart. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Now, if we look at this, this man is just talking about himself. He's not sitting here talking about, well, God, uh, forgive the sins of my, my son, my wife. What about uh, my, my grandmother? <laughs> He's praying this prayer for his sin because he is acknowledging his own actions. He's not pointing. <laughs> He's not sitting here pointing around at everyone else. I'm not saying it's wrong to go and pray for anybody, but... At what point will we look at our own actions and say, God, help me. Help me. I need some help. He, he's not going in his prayer closet and praying five hours for his friend down the street. He is praying because there are some things he needs to do. Because, it's, like I said, the scripture said, the pure at heart, they shall see God. We, we all want to see God, but will we allow him to purify our heart? Will we trust in him versus our own heart, our own thoughts, our own will, our own desires? Will we lean not to our own understanding? Because a lot of times, that's what happens when we read the scripture. We feel a certain way about things already. So when we read the scripture, we say, uh... Nah, that, that, that can't be it. That, that just can't be what he's saying there. I, I just don't believe that. No, no, I don't, I don't believe God's, God. God God's not saying that. So right there, our own heart is deceiving us. We plainly see what God is saying. We know a lot of things that we're doing is wrong, but because we don't want to give it up because our heart says, no, don't do it. Our heart is telling us what we want to do, our own desires. And so, we, we man, this is a admirable, admirable, Lord help me, I don't even know if I can say that word. <laughs> this is a glorious thing that David is doing here. He said, for I acknowledge my transgression. What did I do there? You fine. He said, I acknowledge my transgression. He said, he's not talking about Melvin's transgressions. <laughs> he's not talking about Tony's transgressions. He said, look, I, I acknowledge my own. Can we do that? Can we acknowledge our own faults? All right, Melvin. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. And be clear when thou judgest. I want to be clear when God judges. Man, the heart is so deceitful. 
the heart out of your own ignorance will be transgressing against God and not even know it. We'll be sinning against God just because we say, eh, I just don't feel like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I just don't feel like it's nothing wrong with that. Don't our own heart. But we're still sinning against God. We're still doing exactly what God said don't do. And still say, God know my heart. Yeah, you know it. But you don't. God knows your heart, but he said, who can know it? Who You don't even know it. We don't even know we're being deceived. We don't even know it. So we need God to perform an open heart surgery on us. We need somebody to perform. We need God to do this for us because we have transgressed him. All right, man. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So he said, look. I was born in this. Now, we know we're all born in sin. But now he, he is not praying for them. He's just setting the record straight. He said, we're born in this. I was born in this. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in thine hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Mm -hmm. Purge me with my hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Clean me up, God. Clean me. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Nah, we definitely don't want to hear that. We don't like to hear good things. As people, we want to hear a juicy story. We want to hear <laughs> the latest gossip. We want to hear so-and-so got beat up, and I got the video on my phone. I'll show it to you. Wait till I get off work. Those are the types of things we want to. He said, make me to hear joy and gladness. David, man, this man is crying out. He said, God, I want to get into the position that I have a pure heart. I want to rejoice over good things. I don't want to give an ear to evilness to wicked thoughts. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Mm -hmm. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. That's what David is trying to get at. He is trying to not trust in his own heart. Cursed is a man that trusts in man. He's not trying to trust in his own heart. He's not trying to trust in what it is he wants because, again, David wanted to build God a house, a temple. That was, what's, that was what was in David's heart. Now, this was the king. If he wanted to do it, he could have done it. But David was trying to follow God. So he had to accept that that was not God's will. So today, for us to have a clean heart, for us to truly be saved, we have to accept what God, what God's will is for us. Because he knows what's best for us. And, and our own heart, when we look at the situation, we say, it just don't make sense why God wanted to do this. 
God must be, he must be crazy or something. Why would he want me to do this? I can do it so much better my own way. That's when we start trusting in our own heart. That's what a lot of us do. <laughs> he said, I, man, I can do this a whole, I can do this way better than God. I've been to college. I know God ain't, we ain't God been to college. So many things, we, our own heart deceives us. The devil has us saying so many blasphemous, crazy things because we trust in our own heart. And we go to the very people to validate what it is that we want to believe. So David said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from my presence, from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Don't take the spirit from me because God if you take your spirit from us we'll never have a pure heart we will never have a pure heart if we don't get his spirit we will never have a pure heart because someone who is going to listen to this video without the spirit they're going to say ah, some of that I just don't know see God is looking for a pure heart he said, love them that curse you. Pray for them that use you. Do good unto them that do evil to you. That's a pure heart. You can't tell me that's not a pure heart. Jesus had a pure heart. <laughs> All of our lights went out. <laughs> Jesus had a pure heart. That is the only way he could endure the cross for us that's the only way he could allow someone to spit on him he humbled himself he became the Bible says he became obedient even unto death that's a pure heart so like I was saying we need that spirit to have a pure heart let's uh Let's move to Ecclesiastes. Chapter 7. And the last verse, verse 29. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 29. Lo, this only have I found, that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. God hath made man upright. But they have sought out many inventions. God made Adam and Eve. He created them in his image. Without sin. And they were pure from the beginning. But they followed their own heart. Disobeyed God. And now it has us, our heart, our own desires, has us seeking out many inventions. We're, we're creating so many things out of evilness, pure evil. You got people right now, somebody sitting at home trying to figure out how to hack into somebody else's bank account. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it is happening. Even at uh, even here in Oxford, we had people skimming uh, 
credit card numbers at the gas station. You have people, you go to a gas pump, and when you grab the nozzle, you get stuck with a needle full of AIDS. I mean, so many evil inventions that we have come up with. People are sitting at home trying to figure out how to create a bomb. Uh, Korea, just what, a year or two ago, they're trying to figure out, and probably still are, trying to figure out how to create nuclear bomb. The nuclear bomb is not going to put somebody together. <laughs> no, that's to tear you apart. It's so many inventions, evil, because we don't have a pure heart. There are people that specialize in techniques just to put you to sleep. <laughs> techniques to figure out how fast they can knock you unconscious. Evil. The devil, the Bible says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's wicked. And us today, we, we find so many ways to hurt each other, not to build each other up, not to uplift and, and exhort. But God is calling for us to have a pure heart. He made us upright, but we had our own, our own thoughts in mind, our own desires, our own hearts. And... It's sad, but it is most of us that's just what we want to do. But God is calling, He is He is pleading with us to become pure. As David was talking about, God clean us up, clean me up. That's my prayer. God clean Tony. I'm not Melvin probably he got his own problem. I'm not talking about <laughs> Melvin right now. I'm not talking about uh, the, the people outside this room right now. I'm not talking about anyone who will watch this video. I got issues, God. Clean me up first. Then, after I get the, the beam out of my eye, I can go worry about Melvin. I can go worry about somebody else. After I fix my issue, I can't come to somebody else and I got the same issue and I'm going to try to help them get out of their issue. I said, man, why don't you clean yourself up first? <laughs> but you come around here telling me that. So if we were to look at our own heart, look at how we do people when we get upset, look at how we treat people when no one's looking. If we were to look at our own heart, our own actions, and say, how can I be better? If every, imagine how together we would be if everybody thought that way. If everybody said, I'm going to work on me, and I'm not going to work on the next person. I'm going to work on me first. Even though that person did something they shouldn't have done, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to forgive them. Imagine just how strong we would be as a state, a country, uh, a nation, a humanity, a people. If everyone in the world did that, if we learn to get our heart out the way, 
if we learn to get our self out of the way, if we learn to not trust in someone just saying, oh, just do what your heart says. Because the Bible, now this is God. Tony didn't say that. This is God. God said your heart is wicked. Your heart is deceitful. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the scriptures. So that's that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. Uh, I give Melvin. He's been pretty <laughs> quiet today. I mean, you really said everything. I really don't even have anything to say today. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Well, uh, if you don't have anything, there's nothing else that I wanted to cover. Well, we appreciate every one of you for tuning in with us weekly. Um, and watching it after we finish live, doesn't matter. We appreciate it, each and every one of you, for promoting our page, promoting our videos, um, sharing, likes, comments. We, we definitely thank you all, and we pray that you continue, continue to seek God and you continue to be blessed. Most definitely. So that be it, man. See you guys next Thursday. Thank you, guys. <laughs>